Hello and welcome to another episode of The Modern Nerd. I'm Tim Bolin. I'm Dan Smirch. And I'm GJC. And we are, as always, do it with me now, Massive Nerds. <laughs> so, we have uh, some things to talk about today. Uh, you know what really grinds my gears? No. Um, we have some trailers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we've had some things happen in the past couple of weeks that we kind of want to talk about. We've been watching shows, we've been playing games, and there's been a whole bunch of trailers that have dropped and a whole bunch of other things going on in the world. So, we're going to talk about those today. Um, but first, how's it going? How's everyone doing? Let's check in. What are you watching? What are you playing? Anything hey, Tim, new? What's your plan? Ah, nothing. <laughs> Um, I, I Dan has finally gotten me into, um, Stardew Valley, uh, and, uh, it's good. It's, it's, it's very good. Um, I am enjoying the farming life and, uh, mining and fishing, um, playing that a lot. You can probably find me streaming it starting shortly. Um, the discord I'll put in the comments and every discord, the, uh, Twitch I'll put in the comments. I believe it's Sir Slice one, three, um, just like everything else. And, uh, yeah. Otherwise, uh, I'm still playing Fortnite and kicking some major ass in that as well. So that's all I'm doing. Well, watching. What have I watched? I've watched everything we're going to talk about, really. Um, rewatching Futurama for a lighthearted uh, show during lunch and, and everything. Uh, a random yeah. episode that was on. Yeah. I started The Expanse again, uh, but the problem oh. is I have limited time during the day to watch it. And it's we have such massive windows and so much natural light that like ninety percent of the show I can't physically see on the screen. It's just so dark, and there's so much light everywhere else in the room that I can't see anything. So ah. I've only watched like one, two episodes. So it'll be a slow trek getting through the expanse, but but we're we're gonna do it. Yeah. 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 I'm. Uh, I'm uh, well. I'm also been playing Stardew and um, still. Trying to finish finish out Subnautica. Um, started playing. Started playing. You like this? Started playing Fallout Shelter. Just kind of randomly. <gasps> just looking for something. To it's a good game, with. dude. It's fun, dude. You it play it on. There's times where you just kind of have to like wait, so you just like go and do something else. But that's kind of nice, on? actually. Uh, just PC. Oh, okay. I you didn't know. know if you played it on your phone or whatever tablet. No, I my phone battery is too shit. Um, uh, but I am. F- finishing up the second season of the Orville and I still it's it's the best Star Trek show on TV right now um and it's coming back uh with Hulu um yep. you know new frontiers and uh I cannot recommend it enough if you like Star Trek you'll like this it's very I mean it's it's a it, I hate saying the word ripoff because they're doing it so elegantly um but it is <laughs> uh you know just different terms for All everything right. they can't say like they can't say I don't know everything's called something slightly different, but it's, it's really good. You can't and, use the word phaser. Yeah, exactly. They're well, like warp drive. <laughs> yeah. Um, they say, they could, they said, they said warp core, something core. It was, it's so similar. You don't even notice it. And I got to say, yeah. I've said it before. I think Seth MacFarlane doing a pretty damn good job. Uh, I was definitely not looking forward to him in a leading role after things like a million ways to die in the West. <laughs> but he uh, he's doing it's it terrible. He's, he's taking it very seriously. He's not amazing or anything, but he's got a really strong supporting cast. And um, it's just a great science fiction exploratory show. 
And if you like Star Trek, you can't not like this. And uh, I like Star Trek, so. Do you yeah. remember where we saw A Million Ways to Die in the West? I do, on the way out to Colorado with Eddie. Was, we saw it in Sterling, Colorado. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. Good times. So, what about you? What you got going on these days? Did you buy any lunchboxes? In Colorado? No, Fall Shelter. Uh oh, yeah. <laughs> I just yeah. Want, I'm just curious. I bought a bunch. You bought a bunch. Yeah. You guys bought one. Oh man, I, I no, started. I got, the, game, I, got like, the, I got like the five dollar package. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. That's it. Like that's uh, it. that's all I'm gonna do. I like I played it when like it first came out, and I was like really into it. And I yeah. did buy a couple of lunch boxes, but then like I was like after that, I was like abdomen, admit. I was like, no, I'm right. not spending any more money. Like, and yeah. I used to grind it out, but it was first game. It's like a fun game. Yeah, um, the yeah. little missions you can take. I didn't know you could do little mini missions. I thought it was all the shelters. So once I found that out, I was like, oh, okay, this is like that's new. That, that not new, but like, like that wasn't in the original when it first came out. It was just you yeah. were just in the shelter, and then that came along after I think their first like major update. So that, I I kind of enjoyed it too, and you get to get more loot when you do the little missions. On the little shelters, you run into a death claw, and you're like. <laughs> you're like oh my god it's a death claw <laughs> like oh great <laughs> like, <laughs> dr scorpion oh my god dr scorpion's mentioning the ship in the orville is like a sperm it 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 is <laughs> i mean the, the show's like it it's it's oh, like really? the like the princess bride television show you know what i mean it's like it's satire but it's Faithful Dude, the, and I gotta, good I gotta, yeah, and story. The, the comedy takes a far backseat, even more than yeah. Princess Bride. Like it's like it's like third or fourth, and it's kind of impressive. Nerds, what's up, Butch? Uh, I've been um, watching all the stuff that we're going to talk about, um, as well as, uh, oh, a show I wanted to bring up is actually I was watching uh, Superman and Lois. I've been watching it, it's now in like a second season. You liking uh, it? It's an interesting show. I mean, it falls into the same trap I think a lot of shows like that do, especially CW shows, which is like, you know, eventually everyone's gonna ha- be like part of the team and they got powers or something. Like, I don't know. It's like, yeah. man, like you, you, you can't, you, can, you like, <laughs> why does the whole cast have to be of all supers? You know, like I just, yeah. I, I, I but, can't with a show that that has Superman have children. It's like that's not physically possible. It's, it's Lois crazy. cannot bear his children. Well, no, I'm actually, that, you know how they explained it. Have you? You know how they explained it though, right? In mm-hmm. in this universe, it's because it's technically Arrowverse, and like what happened is that um, before um, they all merged together into that planet, you know. Oh, Crisis on Infinite Crisis Earths. On Infinite, yeah, Crisis on Infinite Earths. Before that happened, in the world that Superman and Supergirl are in, Argo survived, which is like an offshoot colony of, of, of Krypton. And actually, when after Lois and Clark got married, honeymooned in Argos, where he doesn't have any powers because he's a son. And that's how they conceive the kids. Sure. And they but actually I'm just even had the kids like on DNA. Argos. Because the technology there is more like, you know, sure, more, yeah, and so like, and Supergirl had to like, you know, hold the fort down while they were off on their honeymoon. Anyways, interesting, kind guys. of interesting I, show I in the sense that I, you know, I think it it is trying to do something that other uh, 
CW shows aren't, but also still has that same vein. I don't know. Dude, it's, I don't know, man. The CW, DC shows, I can't, I'm, I'm done, dude. I can't. I know. They're not good. Like, they're, you know, even The Flash, I'm like, I haven't even watched anymore because it just kind of feels like the same thing. Like, I've seen it changes after like the third or fourth season. It, it gets a lot, di- it gets different. It's not just like, I changed history, you know, which is yeah, first season, know. the second season. It still feels like um, Anyways, so. Before we dive into the TV shows that we're going to talk about, obviously, uh, Obi-Wan, Stranger Things, and, and, and a little bit on uh, uh, Miss Marvel, because there's only one episode out. Uh, but I want to talk a little bit about some of these trailers we've got. We, we've got the big <laughs> controversial one that came out uh, like a couple weeks ago, I think, at this point, maybe one or two weeks, is, is the She-Hulk one for me. Oh. Um, because of the uproar that happened with the CGI uh, of... Uh, of She-Hulk herself. Like, if you watch that first trailer, it's uh, it, the the green is neon and glowing. She doesn't look like she's a part of the background. It looks, it looks like uh, you know amateurs made it. Unfortunately, but you know the, a lot of reports have come out about um, you know they had her, and and a lot of people are saying that it's not She-Hulk. She's not like huge and bulky. You know why does Hulk get to be massive, but she has to still be feminine. And so there was a big uproar about that. And originally the the people had the the designers had her um, a lot bigger and and the execs just kept saying, make her smaller, make her smaller, make her smaller. And the uh, eventually what ended up happening was after that first trailer release, they dropped the trailer again on Disney Plus, but they did update some of the CGI so it looks a little bit more cohesive with the rest of the background. So the show looks fine. I, I you know the premise of the show I, I is looks like it's gonna be a little different for a Marvel show. It's more of a procedural um and that kind of stuff. So uh that sounds good to me. Um but it's just the whole I, I make her make her she hulk, you know, make her yeah, larger dude. than life. Yeah, triple big Give us a strong ladies, man. Why does why is she so fat? Like, I mean, she looks good, but she's not supposed to look that she's she's supposed to look like like the Hulk kind of like you know maybe not be like as like jacked, but still like she doesn't look like she's you know uh, yeah I agree completely. She just looks know. like a tall green person. Yeah, it she looks you know? exactly like uh, I don't know yeah. why it, you know uh, whatever. Um, I did not know that about the um. I must have seen the updated trailer then. Because I thought it looked okay. It still uh, looks pretty bad to me, but I don't know. I don't fine. I think I'm obviously I'm biased. I'm kind of excited. If if you go back and rewatch it, and then Maybe. like look at some of the other stuff that they've given us, like the Moon Knight costume and the way that looks is beautiful and gorgeous and detailed and like it it's there's a physical to it and then even the cgi when they have it looks great i don't know Mm -hmm. it just looks it looks cheap compared to a lot of the other stuff um i know uh i know george is excited for the for the tv show based off of the one line of script that made a whole movie that now has its own show from star wars andor which is the prequel to the Rogue One tele- Rogue One movie, which is just ridiculous. He's literally the rebel, the guy. Cassian Andor is his name, and it's just like, of all the things to tell, like I blame this. Why on. that? That Rogue One has been. I blame wrong. this on you. There's people were like, Rogue One's great. To ring out of that rag. 
a lot of people is, like Rogue One. I, I throw this Rogue purely on well. the, Yeah, I throw this on the at the feet of people who are Rogue One fans. So whatever. I mean, what you, I'm sure people who are Rogue fan Rogue fans will enjoy this. So good for you. Whatever. Yeah. Like I. Yeah. This is I. This might be the this might be the series of Star Wars that I skip, and be like, fuck it, I don't care. I don't know. Like, there's There's, kids. There's no consequence uh, at all, and I get that. But I guess you could say that about other Star Wars shows. But I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I can't believe it's. I can't believe that thing's got wings. But good for them, I guess. I probably won't watch it either. I have no desire to. There's there's so many shows that they announced uh, at their um, Star Wars celebration. There's going to be an Acolyte show. There's going to be like just just so many coming out. And they all are such vague concepts. You know, you've got, excuse me, Ahsoka, who's been announced and everything. So that's exciting. I think that'll be cool. We've got Skeleton Crew, which is going to be led by Jude Law, which I don't really know much about. It's John Watts who did um, Spider-Man's. So that one I'm kind of intrigued by just because that's like, you know, he did a great job with the Spider-Man stuff. They've got Rangers of the New Republic. They've got a Lando show. Like, I mean, so many things coming out. If if it's not Donald Glover as Lando, I don't, I don't care. Yeah, that's exactly what I was gonna say. Like, like, we want that's what we that's what we actually want. We want Donald Glover as uh, as Lando. Yeah, because he was. I saw someone run away the best part of that movie. I saw someone post something where it was like, I just want a, a show where it's opening with. Billy D. Williams sitting at a, a, a cantina playing cards, and he starts talking about an adventure, and then it fades to yes. um, a Donald Glover and reenacting what he's doing. And I'm like, yes, yes that's please, that's perfect. Give it to me, right? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah I do. Yeah, it's not like I, I have know. anything wrong so with D. Williams. Donald no, Glover just is something new. Is, is, is he's a talented man? Yeah. Um, I guess really for trailers, uh, there was uh, maybe a couple others that I might be missing. We're going to kind of glance over it because these are all going to kind of absorb into the greater conversation that we're going to have here in a little bit. Um, I do want to say that they did just announce yesterday that the Marvel's Thunderbolts movie has officially been pushed forward uh, with a director and a writer. So we've got Eric Pearson as the writer who wrote such gems as uh, Ragnarok and uh, Agent Carter. Um, he did a bunch of the one shots for like uh, the, the one shot item 47, uh, the consultants, all those Marvel one shots that they did. He also did Godzilla versus Kong and Black Widow. So, you know, lost a couple points with those, um, but he is the writer. And then Jack Schreer, Schreier, Schreer, is the director who has done little to no anything other than some uh, music videos. He did a few episodes. I guess he did Kidding with um, Jim Carrey, Jim Carrey's show that he did. Uh, but he did a bunch of music videos. Uh, and, a, and something called Beef. I don't, I don't know what's coming out. So he's going to be directing, um, which cool. They've got, they've got it going, and they've been building it slowly. And and you know, people like uh, um, Yelena, uh, Taskmaster, 
Baron Zemo, you know, all these people who are anti-heroes to a, to an extent. So Agent Carter that has was been announced. Fun. I love Agent Carter. Yeah. Agent Carter was should have had more justice for Agent Carter. Whatever. Wow. Yeah, but, but it sounds like about that. <laughs> other than like the Marvel's movie that's coming out uh, uh, with Captain Marvel and everything, this may be one of the first ventures we have of the small screen characters coming to the big screen. Which I think will be an interesting transition to see how they're handled. That's really what I'm getting at with that one. So it's going to be one of the few, the, the earlier blending of the the yeah. small screen and the big screen. Um, Pressure's yeah. on for that. You got to like deliver uh, if you're going to finally, you know, bring the uh, transition from small screen to big screen, and you got to deliver because if you don't, it's like they probably won't do it again, uh, at least not for a long time. So yeah, hope it goes well. All right, so let's. Start with let's start with Miss Marvel because Dan hasn't seen the first episode. Hey hey man, we got we got a trailer to talk about before we get into this, dude. Oh, we did. I skipped one. Um, one of one of the uh more ridiculous trailers that that was dropped recently uh by uh, one of the world's largest superstars uh, is Black Adam. Um, and we can dive into this one. I, if I'm not here, if, if I'm here to rip on shit, you know what I mean? So, li- yep. like, this is, you know. Black Adam. I, oh, my God. This looks awful. <laughs> like, like, but at least hilariously awful. Like, it'll be like, I was laughing. Like, that was the funniest trailer I've seen in, like, a couple of years. <laughs> I was like, he is not even trying. Did he just show up that day and was like, yeah, I'm Black Adam. Like, let's fucking, let's do this thing. <laughs> Never like, Asian, Adam. <laughs> white <laughs> Like, I, I, <laughs> racism. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. I don't, I, you know, Tim did say, or, uh, you know, he said a few times he's uh, excited about the prospects of, of Dwayne The Rock Johnson being Black Adam, bringing a little more gravity to the whole uh, situation. And for a moment, he had me because I was like, okay, maybe they will take it more seriously. But that was that little blip has been completely washed away with the signing of this trailer. I don't get, I don't get it. I think it's, I, I am excited for the um, justice society and to see their portrayal. I think that yeah, looks kind cool. of interesting. I think uh, the costumes are cool. I like, I mean, you know, uh, Pierce Brosnan as Dr. Fate, essentially narrating Perfect. most of this trailer sounded great. I think he's going to be really good in that role. Uh, Everyone else is going to be great. I hope so. I mean, is he just going to annihilate the Justice Society like in this movie? Like, is that what's going to happen? Like, I, I, I don't know. Well, we'll see. But I, Dwayne just, just, this seems just like one of his like hundred roles this year. And it, he's going to do what he's always been doing. And that's be Dwayne. And that's a little disheartening for. Uh, yeah. A pretty big, a pretty big character in the DC universe, especially now that Dwayne's playing the role. This all of a sudden, Black Adam is going to be like a main player in everything, and I, you know, it makes me not that excited. Uh, I, it, the anti-hero role is sort of fascinating. Um, I did like the. I mean, obviously, you've heard me be jaded about heroes. Uh, taking the no kill rule way too seriously and it being refreshing when they uh, don't. Uh, so he's like, yeah, I kill people. I'm like, okay, that's, I like that. That's something. But other than that, um, Tim said he liked the costume. 
I don't know. It wasn't doing it for me. It it, it just it felt like a, it looks like a bunch of just torn bed sheets, uh, really tightly strapped to him. <laughs> I, I don't. There's just uh, I I gotta say I'm intrigued to watch this because it seems like it might be a train wreck, and I'm kind of like weirdly intrigued by it. Uh, I feel sorry for the the poor DC universe man. Like oh, it's it's if over. It, if it wasn't for Batman this year, that though that entire thing would be done. Like now the Amber Heard ridiculousness and Aquaman two like. I don't know what's going to happen. Uh, it gets clear something's going to happen in this upcoming Flash movie that's going to change everything. But I, I'm, I got it's just ridiculous. Guys at this the point. Whole... Because there's great characters to be explored here, and there's great animated movies that come out of this universe that if all they had to do was just do a little bit of those and just follow a very basic kind of like storyline and premise. And anyway, I. But I hope well, there's there's sprinting. That's yeah. the reason. But exactly. the movie itself, as a whole, probably is fine as far as story goes. You know, I I don't think that they're going to do too much wrong with that. Um, everyone else supporting cast does look fantastic. Yeah. Um, so you know that'll bad, be interesting but... to see. I I am intrigued to see how they handle it because, you know, he he's he's going to be a villain pretty much in the rest of the universe if they combine him. So I don't know I how don't... much of it he's going to be because See, I don't know how much of that anti-hero he'll be because he has been historically like leaning very uh villainy. He's not like your typical anti-hero like a like a, a, a Frank Castle or a Deadpool or something yeah, like that. He he's a is villain. Yeah, but there but he he's had moments where he has been uh, I mean, an anti-hero and, I, and and stuff like that. So it'll I be dare, interesting to see what what they're gonna do with it. So it will be interesting. I, I dare say, since Dwayne is in the role, I wouldn't be surprised if all of a sudden Black Adam becomes a hero because Dwayne Johnson has to be a hero in the movie. He's he's always been a defender of Kandak, the the city he's lived in. He he's he's always been the champion to those people, to the 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 those who have uh, suffered and everything in in his. Uh, in his home country, so it'll be interesting to see if they dive into that. I hope. I mean, I don't know. I, I mark my words; they're going to start making Black Adam like a more Venom Punisher type because Dwayne needs to be a, a hero in his movies, not the villain. Uh, I hope he becomes. But you the- just, you just watched it like today. What did you think of the of the impression of it? Eh, whatever. I don't got much to say about it. <laughs> That's fair. That is completely fair. Like, I'm not, um, like you know, it's not like the best thing. And I don't have any like, it's just I don't know anything about the character. So I'm not going into it with any like real expectations or preconceived notions. Oh, what this should be or shouldn't be or what the right. Or just it's another DC film, which says all it needs to say. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. That's what makes me bad. sad is, is you see a show like um uh, Moon Knight takes so much pride in the Egyptian history and culture and everything it has to offer. It it filmed on site it, it, for places. It had a lot of people behind the scenes, in front of the camera, behind the camera that were of Egyptian descent um, and really made that a foreground. And like even the main actor like did accents and like was from different places and like you had all these different characters. And then, you you know, the director of Moon Knight took a, a, a shot at... Um, Black Adam because it was like, you know, like why not use a real Egyptian city or something like that? And like I get it, it's a fictional city, it's made up and 
DC's always used fictional cities and stuff like that, which I'm fine with. But like now that I see the trailer, I'm like, Rock didn't even try to like he's he's rock you know and and it, it, it that that works in a chunk of his movies because i just want to go watch the rock but when i watch black adam i want to watch black adam and i'm not getting black adam i'm getting the rock like if he had even attempted to to have an accent i think it, or just like you know gruff up his voice more than it is something literally anything i'd have been a little bit happier about it but it, it you know i is it going mean, to look cool and have some some cool action scenes? Yeah, you bet your ass. It's going to have some giant CGI battle. But yeah, I don't think Rock has it in him up. to do an accent like that anyway. No, so I guess that's fine. But the like, only time he's acted is um, oh my god, what was the name of that movie? I'm intrigued to hear what you're going to say. Southland Tales. That's the only time he's acted. Go watch Southland oh, Tales. It's from, from the director of Donnie Darko. And it stars Rock, and he he acts the shit out of it for who he is. About he did the shit out of yeah. it. I remember. God, I I skipped that movie. Yeah, uh, it's a good one. It's really weird, but if you want to see him kind of act a little bit more, uh, I would check that out. I would say uh, he did hmm. some acting. You know, I you know actually, there's a movie called Be Cool, where he plays a like movie. a really like. Goofy, boy. yeah, he yeah. I, that was actually one of his better performances. Yeah, yeah, can Rick um, poses the question, can Rock really try? Can he really? I, I don't, I don't know. I think to Dwayne, he is because we've talked about this like, he just he comes from the the wrestling world where you where you, you work go, year go, round go. and you ha- don't have days off and he's just kind of like got used to that and now he just books his schedule like movies as such and he's just like all right here we go here, here we're doing what we're doing now ah, you know Dwayne the Rock Johnson energy let's go and I don't think he I don't even think he has time to like like get into character per movie because that would require like a lot of concentration he's just going and showing up and getting his his money and it people eat it up and that's that's fine uh you know i do hope for a whatever a, a, a rock a rock uh <laughs> rock honestly <laughs> yeah there you go uh, someday maybe he t- takes roles a little more seriously but uh that seems far away at this point so uh i know he's got it in him i feel i really Before... feel like he's got it in him if he really wants to try but we'll never we might never know before this show becomes a rock reconnaissance let's move on um yeah. <laughs> we uh, george and i are all caught up on oh no we're doing yeah we're doing miss marvel i got out of order um mm-hmm. there's not a lot to really in my opinion be said about miss marvel even if dan had watched it it really it, for me this first episode was 45 minutes it was the shortest of any marvel or um Star Wars whatever TV show that we've gotten and it it just it my issue with it I, I liked it I had a good time watching it my issue is not with it it's with Marvel's writing structure for their television shows in that they give you a slow burn for about four episodes because they're only ever six episodes long they give you a slow burn of character and then cram all the plot in two episodes, all the action in two episodes. And it never, it, it just hasn't worked. Like they started doing, I think the first three shows they did were great. They, 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 they did plot. They did 
character and story, and it all melded, uh, meshed really well together. Uh, WandaVision, um, Loki, and Captain Falcon. I think they all did a good job in doing that and moving the story along. Um, and then after that, it's all just been like this trodge of sludge that you're getting through to get to the two-episode payoff of oh, here's the setup for what they're going to be in the MCU. So, you know, I mean, this being a a new character should be, it should, hopefully they're going to be doing it a little bit differently. I'm very intrigued to see where it goes. I Hmm? I understand where you're coming from that perspective, but I think that's also like a, uh, that's like a a viewing habit that like, you're you're looking at it, I'll say it again, you're looking at it from like a single episode perspective, like they don't see like Disney doesn't see Disney Plus shows as that anymore. They've made it very clear they see it as a six hour film. Like that's what they're trying to do, and that is why the pacing of the shows are the way they are. Is and this just this is not just Marvel. This is for Star Wars too. Like the pacing of the show is going to be like this. All these shows because that's the that's that's just how Disney is viewing their products. Plus from here, on. I don't. I don't think Obi-Wan is doing that, though. I think Obi-Wan is moving along at a, at a normal pace. You know, the story progresses in each episode a little bit. I think in, like, the first four episodes of Hawkeye, nothing fucking happened. Nothing. Not one fucking I thing happened. I think Obi-Wan happened. is... A, a, I mean, if you look at it, I feel like Obi-Wan exception. I mean, Mando had... Uh, at least Mando had like it was it was just a bunch of side quests. Yeah, it was episodic. Uh, and yeah, yeah, yeah. And but, but Mando is, is also like very early beyond. But if you look at it, like how Boba Fett is treated, you look at like and this is like this is something they've been very clear about. Like they're like we don't and, and same thing with Moon Knight. Like they if you watch the behind the scenes thing like for Moon Knight, they said it like they was just like the way I'm saying it now. They say we're no longer treating Marvel and Disney Plus shows like single episode shows anymore like we rather it feel like a six hour movie because that's the production value good as a film so therefore when they write it i don't, I don't, think, they're do- they do I don't the think they're nailing it they're choosing to do it that way well, i mean you gotta give them i mean they're, tr- it's just they're trying like, it's a new way of filmmaking working. do you know what i'm saying it's a new way of filmmaking so i'm willing to give them that like leeway and try to get you know get to where it is they want to go but i think if 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 you look at it from that perspective of like, okay, it's a six hour film, therefore they're trying to find the right, you know, I, I don't know. I, I guess I'm more forgiving of seeing issue. I, I just feel like why you don't need to reinvent the wheel with television. You know, like there's a lot of things that have worked for a very long time that even like look at like Game of Thrones, like the way they did theirs, they were fairly episodic, but everything moved forward in each episode and there was. You know, it was compelling really? and intriguing, even when it really? was really slow during the middle of really? it. It was there was still a lot. I think of you're good looking at Game of Thrones with a you're looking at Game of Thrones with a bit of a rose colored glasses when you tell me that the pacing of Game of Thrones is. Yeah, I don't uh, agree with I, that. I, I do not slower, agree. Like, that it, is like it, a strong disagree. But look at like the way they told. Look at like episode seasons like four, five, six, and seven. Like those were compelling. Everybody wanted those. At each at the end of every episode, you uh, were intrigued to know what you wanted. No one Maybe wanted seven, seven, four, five, and, and six. And even like the even the first six episodes of season six are not very well regarded either. You are looking uh, at Game of Thrones. 
Yeah, uh, everyone regards seasons one. Game of Thrones is not the best. As the good and season five was like the downfall of Thrones for many people. Uh, uh, I enjoyed them still, but I mean, like, I just I don't think that if you're looking at it in the six hour movie, I don't think that they hit the the pacing. I don't think that it worked for Moon Knight. I don't think it worked for Hawkeye. I don't think it worked. There was another one in there that I I'm forgetting. It I just know. it didn't really like I think like for me. Yeah, for yeah, you can say that about, you know, whatever shows that are now. But you've only seen one episode of well, like yeah. You can't say that that's how it's going to end up or two. It looks cool. The show is filmed very differently and shot very differently, and it didn't feel like what everyone I'm, anticipated. I mean, it, like, it didn't with, feel like a CW show. With the which with was the, cool. with the at with the risk of spoiling it for the rest of the show. No spoilers. No, not about the show itself, but spoiling the rest of this episode. Out of all the things that I've watched and ta- out of like that were discussed this week, this is the best thing I saw. I'm the most. Wait. I'm more excited about this than I am about anything else. At least. That Wait, I've about watched. what? Uh, Miss Marvel. Marvel. Miss Marvel. Oh, really? Yeah. It's like wow. you know what? It's actually Marvel's take on one of my favorite versions of favorite comic book movies out there, Scott Pilgrim. It has a uh, very Scott yeah. Pilgrim feel to it. I love that because okay. it's like a younger, like more bright, and has that like Scott Pilgrim feel to it. I actually really, really. Feel like this is whoever did this film and like did all the artwork and did the styling of this film. I fucking a hundred percent guarantee he watched Scott Pilgrim before. Interesting. Well, I'm a little more inclined right, to watch. Right, Tim? Now. Can you not like agree it, with it me is. on that? No, it, it very much so is. I, I got a little ahead of myself. My my main con- my main issue was more about the overall storytelling of Marvel, not the show. The Miss Marvel episode that I that we saw that I saw was well, it was fantastic. It was it was very good. The stylistically, it was fresh and cool. Um, I, I liked what they're doing with the story. I really do want to know more about the character. Uh, I think she's fantastic in it. Her story of how she became Miss Marvel, I think, is amazing. She's like, you know, she was a, a she is, she's lived the parallel life of this character, which is absolutely hilarious. Which, you know, if, if anyone who's played the game, or read any Miss Marvels. There's no real spoilers. Um, it, it, there's, you know, a kid who idolizes Miss Marvel who eventually, essentially becomes Miss Marvel. And this kid idolized Miss Marvel. Um, Im- Iman, what's her name? Imani? I can't. I'm going to get it wrong and Iman, I apologize for that. And, ah. and she was a fan. She was a fan of Marvel. She's a fan of Captain Marvel. And now she's the titular character in Miss Marvel, which I just think is crazy. really cool. And. And a, a, a nice, fun story. So yeah, it's kind of crazy. It's it, it you can appreciate yeah. it in many ways. It's like um, you know how um, how this will go back to Stargate Universe. You know how Eli is like supposed to be Ooh. kind of like the the viewer's perspective. This is as if if like a Marvel fan sure. who was like us in real life became like a superhero. So it like feels like a kid who has grown up enjoying all this Marvel merchandise and Marvel stuff finally becomes a hero. And it, it gives that kid that like new perspective and dream kind of. So I really, really enjoy that idea. It's not something they've done yeah. yet. Do you know what I'm saying? It's not something they've done yet. And it's, it seems like it's the right tone and the right time to do it because like they're trying to reach a different audience kind of as well. And it, it, it I think this is actually probably going to be one. 
like wow. I'm hoping it I'm, is. I'm hoping you're right, George. I personally have gotten pretty jaded on the oversaturation of it's, Marvel and Star Wars. It shows. is a hundred percent different than any of the other you Marvel films that you are Marvel TV shows. It, it is, is so incredibly different than any of the Marvel shows that you've seen that in a way, maybe because it's so different, it's kind of refreshing. Okay. It's I, like you're I, trying I, something different. Thank God. Okay. Thank God, man. Oh my God. That Hawkeye, first episode of Hawkeye, I was like, what is happening? She's literally just beating people up. She just followed this dog out of the room for no reason at all. Um, <laughs> I was like, I, 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 I turned that show off. I had to struggle through until we finally got to the third episode where at least some action rectified what was really a, not that great of a show you know hiding behind comedy made it like tolerable and that's i don't know man even moon knight which honestly was pretty good i just i wasn't inspired like i just was like this just feels like they're like yeah going through the motions at this point uh and i i haven't watched it so now but now i'm much more excited to watch it because honestly i wasn't that excited to watch it i it, there's so many things happening, and it feels very formulaic. So the fact that you say that it's different uh, gives me hope uh, for the future. I, I don't, I don't think they need to do this many. Uh, it, which is funny for me to say. Like I'm glad like all these different comic book characters are going to get their you know time in the sun. But like, God, quality over quantity. Like it, it, it just anyway. I, I hope you're right. Uh, I'm going to go into it with, with an open mind and. Uh, and hope that they can do something slightly different moving forward, like they are there with this one. I I will say I I slightly agree with you on that one that there is a lot of oversaturation. I feel like now is a good time to just get into it before we even get into Obi Wan. We'll we'll make it, which will keep it so that we are brief. Um, yeah. It 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 is true. There's there's phase four has been a lot different than the rest of the Marvel universe. There was a time where we were getting a Marvel movie one or two a year, but it was, you know, a few months in between four, six months in between. And that was fine, but it left you talking about it and wanting more. Whereas now between movies, you have one to two TV shows, whether that be Marvel or even like, you know, you can lump star Wars into this because it's in the same kind of genre and everything, but it, it is kind of getting oversaturated a little bit. Now for me, I have, I, I'm looking at this with like a split kind of feel. I am so excited that all of these characters and all of these things are coming to the show or coming to the screen, some screen. I will watch every single one of them because this was me. This was my childhood, was reading comic books and watching these kinds of things on Saturday morning cartoons and people making fun of me for reading comics where it wasn't cool and fun. And now it's like the most mainstream thing there is on this planet right now. It's what's keeping most people from losing their freaking minds during the pandemic, practically speaking. Um, so I'm excited for it. But at the same time, I am also becoming a little jaded, you know, especially with Moon Knight, where I was like, that was a good show. But like, I find myself kind of, you know, danning it a little bit more, you know, be, be, being lay smirch on this one here um, right and kind of lean into the hate. Verb. That's not fair. Oh, it's it's too late, dude. It's way too late. Um, I, I really smirched it up on this one. Um, but you know especially right now with the overlap we've got two shows this is the first time they've done this we have two new shows on disney plus every wednesday we've we've got obi-wan and miss marvel so it's going to kind of see like it's going to speak to 
how powerful Marvel is versus Star Wars. You know, does Disney hold enough weight that both of these shows are going to have enough viewers? You know, if this were a regular TV uh, slot, would they both still make it? Would would it divide the fans that they're trying to provide content for? It, it's think, hard to say because you can stream everything now and watch them at I any point in time. So it's actually a really good segue to what me and Smart were talking about. That's like that's kind of has to do with like this whole move of like being on streaming service and also has a lot Netflix uh, for the first time has reported a loss of subscription. For the first time, they're talking about offering a second cheaper lower tier that will have commercials. When from the day one, Netflix was adamant about no ads. Um, yeah. The way people view content has changed since the pandemic, right? And who knows, maybe in the next year, who knows, maybe there'll be another strain and there'll be another surge and people will be less hesitant to go to movie theaters. Though that doesn't seem like hopefully it'll ever happen like that, as bad as it was in the beginning. But, you know, like... In many ways, uh, all these streaming platforms and all these companies and studios are just hedging their bets. You know, like yeah. they need to make money because that's a bit they're a business and they're going to try to find a way to make money in every single possible way that they can deliver content to you, whether it's a big screen, a small screen, or your phone. Like whatever it is, they're going to try to find a way to get you content and get your money. Right. So I think. Because every studio and every company knows that that's the case, and every streaming service now is is essentially hunting for your like your your fifteen dollars, sixteen dollars, twenty dollars a month that you have set aside for streaming. And competition now is so hard that Disney has to produce this much content in order for them to keep your subscription. Like, yeah, it has to keep up, and it has to essentially bury the other stream service competition, you know? And I will say one of the lucky things about Disney, because of the fact that they had such a strong rotating, like ongoing lineup of shows, is that it it did not see the falter that we saw in Netflix. It did not see that gap problem that Netflix really has, which is uh just what Dan and I were talking about. A bunch of shows that on Netflix debuted during that pandemic era had one season yep. had some hype because a lot of people were stuck inside watching it and then now they're just getting their second season and it's going to be interesting to see how much of those numbers were inflated by the pandemic and if they have fans who've waited two years now for a second season to be able to carry on i think like warrior nun is one of those wink saga the fairy like like fantasy show that they have lock and key is coming back for a thirsty, all these shows that did really well during the pandemic. How are they going to be able to be, you know, now that there's less subscribers, now there's like people who aren't watching stuff because they're not stuck inside anymore. Like who knows? Like I, a lot of these shows that got a second season two years later, I don't think are going to make it on Netflix. I'm sorry to say. I mean, that's it, interesting it, because it's definitely I agree with that because Netflix has seemingly uh, been axing shows left and right, even ones that were popular. Uh, from my perspective, I don't know the numbers, but like, or the, how the decision making process works. But like, if they're, you know, I, I, it's like, oh, this show wasn't quite as good. Like, let's 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 cancel it and try something else. Like, 
that's the main reason why they've been losing so many subscribers from what I can understand. And so yeah. I, you know, and when I heard that Netflix was doing the ad thing, I was misinformed. I thought they were going to bring ads to, uh, to the main, uh, you know, uh, paying service, which I was obviously, they would have lost everybody. I, yeah. I was like, this is how you lose people, but a separate service makes sense. Um, especially like since they're declining numbers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. I I don't know who's making the decisions to cancel shows over there, but it seems like they're doing themselves a disservice uh, by not giving something at least a, a couple seasons of to be like, fleshed out. I'm still a bitter yeah. about like what, what was the first one? Um, Sense Eight was like such a good show, and like they just kind of ended that for no reason, and that was a long time yeah. ago now. But it's I think it's I mean keep happening. This is all very. Very good points. And if you want to know more about this topic, we in our last episode, please go check that one out. Uh, George and I went in depth on a lot of different canceled television shows before their prime. And we're going to go into them a little bit more here. But like, I know for reading a lot about it, and I think I talked to someone who worked there or worked with someone that worked there, so, you know, knew someone. They were canceling a lot of these shows, not because of the viewership. The viewers are there. The numbers are there. People are watching the show. It just cost. Like, a lot of these shows for Netflix cost so much money. And with Netflix, when they originally started, they didn't own a lot of these shows or movies that they started. Before they started doing their own products, they had to shell out to get the rights to show us the rock or, you know, some other uh, movie that from the nineties and stuff like that. So they were investing in these movies to gain viewership, to then eventually become a production company to then put out shows. But what happened was, is they had all this money and then hemorrhaged it into these shows and then realized, Oh shit, we just spent like, you know, it's way too much money on this show that is almost shot almost entirely. Um, on location and they can't keep it up for that long. And so since shows like sense eight got canceled, which was like their number one viewed show for both seasons that it was out and the movie when it was released afterwards for like a, a, a follow-up. So, you know, things like that are going to happen, but I think Disney had a bit more like they learned, you know, so Disney has an interesting perspective because they, they own everything that's on their, um, on their streaming service now because of all these different acquisitions. They don't have to pay anyone else to stream, you know, here in the UK star or whatever the other version is. I, I know the U S has like the, the M rated one or whatever. Um, and so they can afford to do that. They can keep it at eight pounds or $8, excuse me. I've been saying pounds for months um, uh, uh, or, you know, 10 bucks or whatever it is. They can keep it cheaper than the, than the rest of them because their main source of income isn't Disney plus it's a billion other products. It's the, the parks, it's the movies, it's, you know, everything Disney has ever made, which is, half of the entire universe practically at this point. So they have the ability to kind of play with it a little bit more, but if they're going straight streaming, George is hundred percent right. They need to pump this content because until they did the full acquisition, it was just a couple of star Wars movies, some Marvel movies, not even all of them because of the Sony products with, with some of the other stuff like the incredible Hulk still isn't on Disney plus at least over here. So there's just like all these moving parts but i think disney does have a little bit more um 
leeway because movies like Spider-Man and Endgame made a billion dollars each. So they get to play around and, and kind of kind of win that. To your uh, point with like the, the pandemic stuff, I was watching um, the first season of Lock and Key, which is hands down my favorite comic book ever written by Joe Hill and Gabriel Rodriguez. And I've read every single episode and a bunch of the side uh, stories, and I love it to death. And I thought the show was wonderful. I have yet to watch the second season because it came out during the pandemic, but then like it just didn't keep my... It, I, there was so much other stuff that happened that it didn't keep my attention. So you're, you're 100% right. The pandemic has changed everything, not just the way we consume content, but the way they make content. It is a lot slower. Because even now, if you're walking around the world, you don't have to wear a mask. But on the movie sets, they're still wearing masks. They're still making sure people are vaccinated. They're still taking all of these precautions. So it, it changed the game on, on how content is made and consumed. So it'll be very interesting to see what's happening going forward with everything. Um, let's, I mean, do we want to dive a little into Obi-Wan? Dan, you're behind. You're two and a half episodes in. George and I are full four. I mean, if my, you know, after this, 48 minutes in, I'm still trying to remember what happened in each episode of Obi-Wan. Um, and that's Just talk about it. In it's not it's, it's not because it's a bad show. I'm enjoying I'm enjoying the content that I'm given. I, I, I like um, um, Ewan McGregor reprising the role. I think he's he's excellent. Um, you know, I, I like a lot of these side characters that we're seeing, which I'm not going to get into too much because I don't know what Dan's seen or not. Yeah, it's okay. Um, I'm not. I don't care about spoilers for Star Wars. It, it's it's just it's it's cool to see him, but you know, like it it's nothing against the show for me so much as it is. It's I'm there's just so many new things happening at once with what we just discussed. I'm watching Miss Marvel. I'm watching Obi Wan. Um, you know, we just came off the the heels of Moon Knight. We, you know, there, there's just so much happening that it's like. I barely digested Moon Knight and I'm already taking in. You know how I've talked about Star this Wars. before, how, how Netflix kind of just turns out these very mediocre movies, uh, like mediocre action movies that are just so middle of the road. Uh, this just, I mean, Obi-Wan, I, I, honestly, if it, I mean, nostalgia is the only reason this show is carrying any weight for me right now. Uh, you know, the nostalgia of seeing and hearing um Darth Vader and the sound of a lightsaber and the sight of a lightsaber world you know I it's it's just okay I I, I do I'm gonna try to like keep say something positive about things because I'm gonna because I'm working on that um uh I do think the, <laughs> I just gotta I, you know the the, the uh, negativity sandwich some positivity in the middle um the uh the child actor playing Leia I think is doing a great job and I think yep. uh I, after being burned by many child actors in the science fiction universe. Um, I uh, am glad to see her do what she can. Um, she's, she's so, she's so young and she's doing it. I mean, she's very she's talented. So, she's such a little spitfire. It's so yeah, great. I'm like so it. glad. They, I'm so glad they found and her. I, you know, she, she doesn't really, she obviously has watched Carrie Fisher before, you know, like she has some sure. mannerism and attitude that Carrie had in the first movie, you know, yeah, the really good. 
I, you know, I'm still feeling, honestly, we, I mean, I'm sure Anakin Skywalker comes up, uh, you know, as, as a kind of a big, you know, a wound to get over. Honestly, one of the biggest wounds for me is, is, uh, and I don't understand how he kept coming back. As anyone has watched the next generation, the Worf's son, Alexander was the worst, the worst. And I don't want to rip it. He was a child. Like it's like, it's different for kids. And I understand that. But anytime he was in an episode, I'm just like, oh no. Like I can see him like reading the lines. Like <laughs> I anyway, so I'm um, big ups to her and uh and there's a couple of good trial actors in um in the Orville as well. So um anyway, that being said, good for her. I this show so far, uh that I what I've seen, um just I don't know, man. Feels like again, just kind of like turning out content. And this should carry more weight than any other Star Wars show. Like, this should be, like, their, like, like, this is, these are people you've seen in movies. Like, this is, like, this should be, like, like the main attraction. And it just, it feels, and I get that the feel is that Obi-Wan's gotten a hiding, and this has a small-scale feel to it. But it, it just, it, I mean, I, I, again, love you, McGregor. Uh, to me, he is, he is my Obi-Wan, because, uh, uh, Alec Guinness can eat a dick for all I care. Um, he did find strong words from Dan Smirch. I'm sorry, Alec Guinness is great on screen, but he tr- that dude trashed Star Wars constantly, which uh, is uh, ironic coming from me, and I get that. Yes, but very. Um, uh, just yeah, Ian McGregor I like, and it's just this show just I it just feels kind of very middle of the road. It's not bad. It's not very good. It's just kind of like okay. You know, all the inspiration for me is coming from Leia, um, and everything else just feels like just more, more cash, more capitalizing on the nostalgia. Uh, and I don't know. So that's my thoughts on the matter. Okay, George. Um, I think there's, you know, it, it has some uh, some of the little Easter eggs that I know people really enjoy, especially if you've watched Easter Rebels. eggs. <laughs> if, you, oh if you are a, a, you know a gunther and you like to you know hunt for eggs um i know nice. this show is sprinkled with tons of easter eggs so you might enjoy that you know like and uh that's the same reason why Ooh. probably people enjoy rogue one and you know if you watch star wars rebels you might have your own little payoff and you'll see things that you might enjoy because you like catch some things that people have never seen it. so whatever you know it's it's another show that's star wars Diehards, I think. Casual viewer. Yeah. I will say that uh, once again, uh, I I don't know why this always comes up, but like, was this Ingram getting like shit on, like unjustifiably? Love for by, Moses. Like, yeah, by like, by like the Star Wars community once again going after like the only non-white actor. That is has like a major role in the film, and yeah, it's just this shit just keeps happening. I don't understand what's wrong with people. So like, it's just a bunch of sexist, racist motherfuckers. Yeah, it's just a bunch who like don't like seeing. Yeah, who don't like seeing other people who are not. Yeah, like the idea that a white person, like a non-white person, can succeed in like, you know, in film did, and television or even on screen, is just like somehow offends like people. I don't understand. So. It's, it's even, you know, she if, is doing a perfectly fine job for the role that she's been given. And, you know, she also actually she did a really, you know, if you guys have ever watched the Queen Gambit, 
she did a really great job. Series. I mean, even what? if even anyway, like even if she did, let's say let's take it aside. Even if she didn't, you feel like she didn't do a bad job. You like think she didn't do a good fault, job. Like, yeah, like that's matters, not her fault. Like, she's do- doing the best she can with the material that she's given. But also, yeah. like, it's the not the reason even why that, people are criticizing her has very little to do with like. How can I explain it? She's not being compared like they wouldn't treat her the same way. If she, I'm sorry to say if she wasn't black and a woman, yeah, like, they're, no, they're not judging her by the same criteria that you were giving to any other like white male actor. Like, do you know what I'm saying? It's I like, mean, when when the company it. that you work for comes to you before the show releases and has a plan in place for dealing with racism, you know, there's a problem in the world that. Yeah. Just be like, they're like, look, we have your back. Here's how we want to get ahead of this thing. Like, they literally did that. And she posted about it. They posted about it and everything before the show even released. And it's just, it's sad that that's the world that we fucking live in. That there's so many just horrible people who have been given a voice. And it's just, yeah. it's the worst. I, and kudos I, to, I, like, I you know. I think she's excellent in this as well. I think, I think, she's, she plays, I think like, she's doing a good job for what she's, you know, yeah, what she's been I mean, given. Like, She's not like I'm not like whatever criticism I have of her has nothing to do with like her her ability as an actress or whatever. It's more like the material that she's given may not be the best. You know, like that's the problem. It's not her, you know, like it's obviously not her. I mean, it reminds me of uh, of all the hate that Rose got in Last yeah, Jedi. It, exactly, like, that's what I'm so saying. Unwarranted. Did that. So unnecessary. She's like, doing the then, best she can do. Dude, she did a great job. Yeah, in like, Last Jedi. I, I, like she was fun and inspired, and a good like dynamic with Finn. And then all of a sudden, like third movie barely there. Like I, uh, it was it was just hate man and it's awful so it is awful. I, I can't like, there's no place it. for it i don't really understand people, what man. happened and and you know yeah. and, and kudos to disney you know for being a jumping ahead of the game but also kudos to like the rest of her cast i know ewan did like uh he put out a video and he you know yeah show his support and like i expect nothing less from him because everyone says he's a stand-up guy so I, I don't know. Disney's claims are, I don't know, man. I, it's really Finn and, uh, and Rose all of a sudden were barely part of those movies after being very prominently featured in their initial portrayal in that, in that trilogy. Yeah. You know, Rose, I, I think, I, I don't think she wanted to be a forefront of that after the amount of shit that she got for it. And I guess, it's, blame her. I guess that's a thing. Yeah. It's but, sad, you know, know. So yeah, yeah, that's fair. I didn't but, know that. Okay. I, I like seeing uh, the the you know the sisters and brothers. I don't know the Inquisitors and and that type of character on on screen. Mm-hmm. I was a fan of of the Star Wars uh, that video game Fallen Order, which was the first time I was introduced really introduced to these types of characters. So to see that kind of like come to life, I was like, oh, that's cool. You know, it, I I recognize that from the game again, the nostalgia thing. But like the I think those types of characters, I think. They're great, you know. They're tormented, very much so. Tormented characters that were once Jedi's that are now. I mean, like, you gotta watch Clone Wars, been... dude. Like, <laughs> yeah, I know, but this is just Clone for Wars, me. I haven't watched you know? Rebels because Rebels like that first thing looks kind of rough. So, but I'm gonna try to get into it, and I've been trying to catch yeah. up on the Bad Batch as well. I just yeah. I like seeing these characters on screen, so yeah. I thought that was very cool. Um, if you want to know more about our feelings on Star Wars, watch our <laughs> Star Wars Day episode. Uh, it's very long, but you can click through it. And there's a, a, a the ending. There's an end credit after uh, that is a very 
Uh, it sums up a lot of how we feel. You can go ahead and watch that. It's at like the hour 47 minute. It's a really long episode. Um, Stranger Things came back, guys. I don't know if anybody knew this. Um, the phenomenon that was Stranger Things came back after a, a long hiatus. Um, in 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 sake of going over, uh, we're going to talk about it because we're at about an hour now. So bear with us, and and we'll have some good things to say here. We'll have some interesting points to say. Um, again, I am playing my same role here. Um, I enjoyed it. Um, I. Uh, I had a, I, I enjoyed watching this. It was a, it was it felt it, Dan's right. We were talking about this earlier. It did feel a little different than what the other shows were, uh, other seasons were like. It, it felt like the formula changed a little, and I'm not mad at that. Um, I, I think some things needed updating, and I think they did a pretty good job with them. Um, there were some tropes that just like the the relationship between uh henderson what's his name the the kid uh with the curly hair and steve that seemed weird this season to me i I don't know they were just like quips and like they were just more like ragging on each other the whole time that i don't really remember so like the things changed you know from the last season to this one obviously time passed and all that kind of stuff um they're more but brotherly, in, like, and they're yeah. like, know each other better, so they're yeah. keeping in each other a little yeah. more. And I, I kind of got that, I guess. Yeah. But and, no. and what is it about a character? If you write a character that starts to dive into like religious based background for why they're doing what they're doing, if you write a villain that's like a religious based villain, why is it that I like hate them more than anything on the face of the planet? Like this, this character that they introduced in this season, who's, you know, the, the uh, head star of the basketball team, excuse me, spoilers, um, is, you know, it, it it turns into, obviously they're playing into the trope of D and D that actually was a conversation in the eighties where it started to come around and everyone was like, well, this is the stuff of the devil. And if you play this, then you're Satan worshiper. Like that was a real conversation in the news in the eighties for these people who were writing the show, which I thought was very interesting, but it's like, I hated that character so much just because of his there's just no logic to this argument and it just is like a blind rage directed towards a set of characters and it just makes me which is like you know that's what they wanted out of the show out of those types of characters Mm -hmm. but it's just something about those characters makes me yeah they're easy to hate righteousness no one yeah. likes it. No, I mean, also he seems twenty-five, so that doesn't help. They all seem twenty-five. <laughs> um, so, um, but I, yeah, we've talked about this before, Tim, and you know, I think, I think I've tried to convince you that this is that when they do that, when they elicit that really strong uh, emotional response, that's them succeeding. I know you genuinely oh, yeah. don't. Okay, so I'm, but you, oh, you acknowledge? No, okay, I'm I'm okay. acknowledging that they did okay. a great job making yeah. me hate this person okay. that we're supposed I mean, to hate they did it we, well we way way back in the day uh my first thing one of my first casts with tim before we were on screen was about good villains um and uh the eliciting an actual emotional response is not an always an easy thing to do um and sometimes turning to like an old-fashioned thing like 
you know, uh, doing terrible things in the name of the Lord is, uh, it, it's, it, it's no clearance code, but it checks out. Um, mm. it, 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 it works. Uh, and it's, you know, it I know we've talked about, uh, I know we, whenever this comes up, I can't not bring up, um, oh no, the mist and the lady yeah. in the grocery store. Whoo, That's she exactly was what I good. think. She was so good. I man, I hated her. I hated her so much. How dare you? Like, if Jesus was here, he would have a hard time not punching you. <laughs> like, I doing terrible things in the name of of God is like the worst thing in the world. Um. Anyway, it's, it's not uh, even. So, it's, they're like they're deniers of everything else around them too. Right. Um. We're getting a little off track here. Um. But uh, the Stranger Things. Yeah. I. I. For me. This kind of felt like I uh, was saying to George, this feels like a season seven of Game of Thrones. It's like the good stuff is kind of behind us. They're just kind of like sticking to a formula and not really doing anything out of bounds uh, and kind of putting a lot of pressure on the ending. And whether that ending delivers uh, has rem- will be remain to be seen, but... I don't know. I uh, spoilers ahead. We're going to discuss all the episodes and the ending. Um, I the reveal of 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 the villain was cool. I don't. I, like that. Think, I, I did like it. I don't. It didn't land for me entirely because the whole time I was like, "Where has this dude been the whole time? And how? And where is?" Where is the mind flare, the seemingly big bad that's been looming over everything and has n- no no appearance or and the only time he's even mentioned is by Dustin when he's speculating that this this Vecna is his five star general, uh, which I guess we just we, since Dustin said it, we just have to take that as truth. Uh, I don't I don't really know. Uh, I, and the fact that if we're even gonna get any clarity on that matter in the last two episodes. I don't even know if we will. Um, and that's a little disheartening. Uh, I, I, I think I do acknowledge that they have had, like, this is another prime example, a show coming back from the pandemic, things feel different. And I, and I understand that. And also to me, I, it's been a long time since I saw like the first season, but like every time I remember first experiencing a season of stranger things, it just felt magical. It just felt like really good, and I couldn't stop watching. Uh, I had no problem stopping watching uh, this season. Uh, you know, I, I didn't really feel like binging it at all. Uh, and I think part of that maybe is like the you know we never really got the reunion of of all of the the guys together uh, and have and and the getting the game back together. Uh, and it just felt like too many things were happening. And that was like one of the best parts of the show was the the banter and the camaraderie and we got none of that. Um, uh, Mike and uh, um, the kid who was lost in the first season, barely in the last two episodes, if at all, Uh, they just kind of were like, Oh, they're in California now, I guess. Uh, Yeah. I don't know what they're doing. Like those, I thought those guys were like main characters and they're not even in the last episode. Like uh, I feel bad for them. Um, But it's yeah, I don't know. Uh, there, I think I'm. Dare I say it? I know it's me. I'm playing my role. Feels like they're setting us up for some disappointment 
they really got to deliver in these last two seasons. Where, like, why is Vecna doing this? Like, he's just doing it because he's a formerly scorned man who, by the way, was did uh, talk about not casting for the right age. That dude should have been 40 looking, uh, and he was not. <laughs> uh, he should have been way older, and uh, maybe that was to hide the reveal, too, so it would be more of a surprise. Um, but I just didn't understand mm-hmm. that. Um, I don't know. Mm-hmm. It feels like different. It feels like everything's been like kind of mysterious. No, he's the right age. He's the right age because it's all—it's all memory. It's all yeah, in the past. But, but when did that happen? When did the whole thing happen? Where he, you know, with his family, like how long before, you know, the event? In the forties. Yeah. So okay, all right, maybe he'd be about late thirties. I mean, he looks like he's our age. He looks. Much people are. We just look old. That's all. Okay. I'm not not using us as a template for what age is slice. I'm saying in general, he looked much younger than what he was supposed to be. Uh, I think he did great. I think he was good. I think it was a good. I think you know for what it was. I I I just we've had things have been more mysterious in, in, you know, and what these things are and what their motivation is. And all of a sudden now we're basically giving a human turned the upside down demon thingy. And it's like, what? Okay. I guess that's kind of a cool reveal, but like we have, we've got no forward movement on why the upside down is what it is or where the mind flayer is or why they even had this, uh, this uh, the 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 demigorgon in the prison. No explanation for that. Uh, just just there to be a thing. I, I don't know. There's not a lot of. It, it just feels like they're kind of like moving forward and not like acknowledging what got them there in the first place. Okay, George. Um, yeah, I agree with most of what you guys said about that. Um, I would say. I take away from it is that there's a like for those first few episodes, I think there I I felt like it was very triggering. Like there was the parts where they talk about hating people, like all the people, all the girls and the people at school were bullying like eleven. Ugh. It was like incredibly triggering because I was like I was like, damn dude, like and I it like it brought me back to my childhood because I feel like I, I mean everyone I think has gone through bullying like everyone's been bullied school before uh, like I, I was i was triggered for more than one reason that didn't feel like at all i mean like i no one was like she finally fought back for herself and everyone's like oh my god you actually hit her yeah you're the terrible I, I, it's per- a like, funny i was gonna say did. like it's a funny story like the reason I why i say it was all. triggering is because like that's happened to me i like there, there was an i don't know if tim remembers tim wasn't in the same class Probably. as was he but he was down the hall from me but I don't know if he remembers in junior and when we were in middle school, like in sixth grade, I got suspended because like someone who was bullying me and I got physical with him and like almost put him Ew. like he 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 like he fortunately like he didn't wasn't seriously hurt. But like he had concussion like symptoms, you know, and like I got suspended for like a day or two because of it. That's, and it's like I That's like cool. it was incredibly triggering because I was like, I totally know where she's coming from, dude. I know how it feels. Yes. So and like, I think everyone who's ever gone through bowling could probably like relate to that. And it also kind of had a um, it had like a, a slightly carry feel to it. Now, like, <laughs> totally. I feel like 
totally. There was, there was definitely time. an homage to that, and I can appreciate that. You know, a lot of, I think a lot of what's interesting about um, Stranger Things is that it does play a lot of nods to like old school 80s type. Oh, I mean, culture. you know, everything. That's from why Ghostbusters to that's why everyone loves it. To E.T. Yeah. Oh, I, I, it, you could still see the remnants of what made the show really good. And also, as far as like not being in the same place, I think, and you, this is, this will maybe spoil a little, apologize, but I think one of the reasons why they chose to do this is because when shows hit, for some reason, when shows like this, they hit like a certain amount of um, seasons. In order for them to have more characters brought in and more interaction and different interaction with different things, they have to split up the core people. And that happens with a lot of shows. They, it's like mm, it's, it's it's you can almost time it by the seasons. It's that's just the way it is. You know, it happened yeah. with Lost. It mm-hmm. happens with Battlestar Galactica. It happens with freaking uh, Game of Thrones. And it happened actually with the Expanse as well. So when you hit, there's like a, a, spoiler. Like this, I'm kidding. There's this like there's this like area when a show drags on, not drags on, but goes for more than multiple seasons, like two or three or four seasons. The way that writers keep it fresh, quote unquote, and to introduce new cast members and things like that, is they have to split up that original. Of group yeah, of people. because if they true. don't do that, they can't like it's just the same people interact. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, so for that reason of why they split the gang out, I'm more forgiving because I understand the function and the because they had to introduce new characters. They had to bring in like different interaction with different people, and that's. And then, you know, hopefully, like you said, there'll be off at the end. Everybody does come together. And usually in series like this, there is that payoff. So, you know, we yeah. already saw Winona I mean, every I, night with Hopper. So, true. It's only a matter true. of time before everybody comes back together, too. That's the weirdest storyline in the whole thing is like, it, you know, it's, it's cool that they're bringing him back and everything, but like, where are you going with that? You know, of all the storylines, like how, like you now you got to come back and like it's just it was a long drawn out process to bring back a character. Um, am I happy that Hop's there? Yeah, I love David Harbor. I think he's he's a good part of the show. You know, and I think he was he he really kind of tied down um, Winona Ryder's character and 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 really made it. Um, I think you know, they grounded her and everything and, and gave her an interest. I think they're trying. I like to, that other guy. They're trying to enlist <laughs> some of like the stuff. And speaking of it, that other guy who's also Junka Hagar from Game of Thrones, um, it, it has, I think, what they're trying what? to do. Yeah. The other guy's Junka Hagar. has no name. The Russian dude. The man has no name. No, I'm talking about the. The comedic effect guy, the um, oh, okay. one traveling with Joyce. Oh, okay. I think yeah, he's yeah. ridiculous. That they actually made him like just like kick all this ass, yeah, yeah, and you're yeah. just like, what the fuck just it's happened? Funny. This is ridiculous. Yeah. I thought it was fun. He did, uh, he did he the did lunatic the conspiracy theorist. Yeah, he did the crane. Yeah. Um, I think what's interesting is is that like the, the the dynamic that they have with like Hopper and Lovin is obviously they have a very close like established friendship, but I think the dynamic, not dynamic, the feel they're trying to entice. Is that when the two unite, it's going to be Jon Snow. Um, what's her name? With Arya, kind of like I feel. It's been so long that they've seen each other. Both probably thought the other was dead. Yeah. Never going to see each other ever. 
and in it. It's like, I understand. Like, well, she for sure thinks he's dead. Yeah, she probably thinks he's dead. So, we'll see. I mean, it it really does come down to these last two episodes, which are like an hour and a half. What is it? An hour and 25 minutes and two and a half hours. So, you know, we're getting two mo- feature length movies to finish I mean, off this series. Some of these episodes series. were an hour and 15 minutes. The last one was an hour and 25 minutes. It's, like, even it's, some of the middle ones pretty, were pretty long. Like, yeah. And, uh, and I, you know, for me, I, I liked the dive into, into uh, 11 to kind of see what happened, you know, while more to what was going on there. I thought that was nice. It's always nice to see Paul Reiser again. Um, yeah. But yeah. Um, and, and Matthew Modine uh, does uh, Papa really well. He plays that character very well. So, you know, they're, they're hitting, they're hitting the, the, the actors are hitting the paces and, and everybody's, you know, firing on all cylinders. It's, it's really up to, you know, the writers, the, 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 the Duffer brothers to see what they're, what they're doing with the end of the show and, and the story. So, yeah, the reveal was cool. Um, honestly, I did also forget about the Mind Flayer a little bit. I was like, oh, he was defeated. But I was like, no, he wasn't. He was just put back into the upside down. So, you know, but it, it's kind of like, I don't know. I don't I don't see them. My prediction is that we're going to be left with like a mini cliffhanger. You know, uh, uh, who is a Dr. Scorpion here has got a pretty good prediction of, of the series of events that's going to happen. Um, you know, guys are picking up L arriving in town, kicking ass fine. But I, I bet they're going to leave it with like a cliffhanger, not a cliffhanger, but like a, Oh, we stopped this, but the upside down still exists. You know, like, I don't think they're going to destroy the upside down. It's going to kind of be like all is well, but there's, you know, something that's just not, it's just going to be left hanging in the wind. Like, like so many other shows and movies that have done stuff like that. So that's my main prediction um, uh, for, for what of, of things to come, you know, uh, you're probably going to get some characters killed off. It looks like someone's going to die as it is spoilers. Um, someone's not really Same. doing so well going into these last two episodes. Um, hmm. But I wonder, yeah, I mean, a, a, a newcomer, uh, what, the last two seasons? He wasn't in the first season, was he? Or the second? No, he was in the second. I don't remember. When, You're talking about the Dungeon Steve Master? Oh, Steve. Well, Steve's Steve, been around since yeah. the first season. He was the villain in the first season, kind of. Oh, that's right, that's right. Yeah, the, it's, it, you're right. It's been a while since I've yeah. consumed Stranger Things, so... I like the new guy, I guess. He's fine, you know? Yeah. He, he plays the part, and and, and he is the... What do you call it? The um, plot device. He's the plot device to keep everything moving forward. To I, you know, it's funny. I think I think the character Levin is a plot device. Like it very rarely feels like anything that's happening to her is like I don't I don't know. I, I have I have opinions about that. I don't know. Um, it's if that I that whole the whole bullying sequence was I think essentially a way to get her to be discovered. And so I think that's why it was kind of poorly done. Um, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe I just, maybe I'm just, just too triggered by the whole thing. I, I was really upset by like how not a single person was like, dude, they are being truly awful. She had this coming. Like it's a head wound. It bleeds. Like 
not a single like i don't know i didn't i was maybe too upset to see that yeah. from uh, in a, an objective level but um, but like just how are you gonna like, arrest yeah. a teenager for like out their parents there yes all there's no that's, you can't yes. do that you can't that's do the that. 80s that's dude anything are you kidding me it's, it's true it was anything maybe fucking 40 years ago maybe it was the 80s yeah. That's, true. That's what I chalked it up to. They like you the things that like you could get away with back then. I don't think even in like in the nineties you could probably get away. Isn't with that, that like shit, against the law? Like I don't. I guess whatever. You can get away with like you in the nineties. Question someone. You cannot question a minor without uh someone they, in the room. Like with you think they like? Oh, then it was follow that shit back then. No. Whatever That's happens. Something. That's California for you. I don't know. Um, yeah. I don't know. It, it's it's hopefully it ends well. I, this is what this is the last season. This is all it comes down to. There is no more Stranger Things after this. And oh, really, I didn't know that. Yeah, they said this this season four was their last season that they're gonna do, and wow. so that's why we're getting this grandeur of episodes hours hour and a half two and a half hours. Time there... to like wrap everything up. There's no way they're gonna stick this landing. I'm I sorry. mean, I, I think. I don't think they have to wrap everything up necessarily. I think if they leave, you know, like the end of, and this is just a, this is not the best example, but the end of inception where it left you being like, wait, was it a dream? Was it not? What's happening? You know, like not that question, but leave it kind of like, Oh, they defeated the day. Oh wait, is mind player still going to be around? Does it exist? Like there's other shows that I can't think of at the moment and other movies that we've watched that are like, Oh, you won. But then like at the end, you see like the villain's eyes flash and you can tell that that person is still evil. And then the end of the movie and we never get a sequel. And like, that's intriguing. You know, it, 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 if they do it well, it could work in their favor where they don't have to tie everything up and not use it as a way to cheap out on writing an actual scene. You know what I mean? Tim, I'm, Tim, I'm, I'm saying there is going to be a season five. They're doing a season five. Yes, yes. Jackasses. This this, uh, this season, they announced that season five will be the final chapter. What the hell was I talking about then? I, I read so, maybe, something we're watching. Something that I watched is part two is, is the final thing, or I don't no? Know. There's something else. I apologize. You're right. Huh. There's something else I'm watching that is coming thank to an God, end. Thank God. I I, I'm really glad there's season five. There's it feels like there's a lot left to explore and kind of discuss. Well, that so. changes the whole way I view this entire season now. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. All right, we'll see well, how much they actually explore. Well, that was that was a ride, folks. We went a little over, only 20 minutes over, so it's not too bad. But Thank you, everyone, for coming. We had a raid in the middle there. Thank you, everyone, for watching. If you really liked this and had a good time, please give it a like, a subscribe. Check out the Modern Nerd YouTube channel. Follow all the socials. Um, uh, they'll be posted in the comments and everything in the description. Um, uh, we really loved having all the comments here. And sorry, we didn't get right get to everybody's comment uh but we will george had an idea last time where we're going to do a, a look back and talk more about people's comments so thank you thank you thank you for active uh being part of the chat and being part of with us today here uh, uh on the modern nerd um dan where can they find you that's i don't know i'm now i am merchandise on instagram there you go oh you changed george it. i did yeah you did uh my channel on twitch i guess and youtube everything 
everywhere is GJC327. Awesome. We have been the modern nerd. Thank you very much.